How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran. And today we want to take a look at 10 impact plays that the Jets saw um, against this Baltimore Ravens team in week one. Now, of course, not the desired result that we all hope for. Uh, definitely some things that we need to fix over the next couple of days here um, in preparation for week two. But, you know, we, we saw a lot of what the weaknesses are. and Most of them are offensive. I thought the defense looked pretty solid. I thought the only way that Baltimore really took advantage of the Jets defense was by using the deep ball. That was it. It was Devin DuVernay on the deep ball and Rashad Bateman on the deep ball. And it was just trying to find ways. They really did a good job limiting and mitigating uh, Andrew, uh, Mark Andrews. And, um, that's a good thing, right? You saw, and, and we spoke about this beforehand, you know, we said, why not just put sauce Gardner on Mark Andrews and let a cornerback with a lengthy wingspan, shut him down. And they went out and did just that. Uh, so, you know, it was nice to see that they, you know, took that, um, you know, at least we were kind of on, on, on uh, par with what their strategy was to shut him down. But I will say this is that, you know, LaMarcus Joyner, good God, he needs to be benched probably moving forward. I mean, they signed Will Parks today. He was bad, like just straight up mistake after mistake in deep coverage. When you have a guy running a deep post or going that far downfield, you don't just let them go. You follow them. You have to trail them down there. You can't just like, okay, someone's going to pick up. You're the last man back there, LaMarcus. You've been in the league for ages now. You're the last man. Why are you stopping? Why are you not running with the guy that's running directly past you? Maybe it's your old knees. I don't know. We'll find out. But, you know, Will Parks definitely signing is an indication that they wanted more support there. They want to see um, if if maybe somebody could compete for that free safety spot because obviously um, he did not look good. And, and, Lamar, and Lamar Jackson just waited back there until, you know, he could build the ball deep. And then Marcus Jordan was running for his life. So we're going to take a look at 10 impact plays. Um, but Ryan, before we dive into it, how are you doing tonight, my friend? And, you know, I know you have some stats you want to rattle off here. I'm doing well, Alex. I mean, I think most Jeff fans, you know, are frustrated and rightfully so. I mean, this was a game you hope that the Jets were competitive into the fourth quarter and the first half was fairly competitive. I, I think the Jets, especially the defense, really did what everything it could, you know, had the game at 10 to three. You look at the Jets in this game and I really just think they beat themselves as much as anything. I mean, it was special teams miscues that took the life out of this team. I mean, the Jets offense obviously executed very poorly, but the starting field position was, you know, no better for them in this game. And they really started, you know, pinned back more times than not and really couldn't finish drives that they sustained and started. I think you look at the third down efficiency, which was something we discussed. I mean, the Ravens won this battle and the Jets were two of 14 and did not convert until the fourth quarter. So not a recipe for success in any, in any way, you know, Jets committed obviously six penalties for 81 yards. The joiner one obviously was the headliner. And I think you look at that play, you look at the Braden man with punt. I mean, those were just a couple of the plays that really, just took the life out of the Jets in this game. Greg Zernlein's missed field goal definitely didn't help. His extra point, obviously, late, you know, even though it was out of hand. And, you know, the Jets lost the turnover battle two to one as well. So they really beat themselves. They didn't do very much to, you know, help themselves in this game. And I think you did see, though, early, like this team has much better talent. That's very obvious. Now, I think the game plan offensively, you know, which is something we'll get over here when we go over these 10 plays and, you know, just going over the tape this morning, it was finally put out. I mean, I think it was for the most part a lot of what, you know, people probably expected. But there were some, you know, unique things that uh, I, I did see, you know, going over it this morning. And, you know, we're going to go over some of those key, you know, points really here today. Absolutely. Well, one thing that we did notice was that the run game, the run defense specifically, was very, very uh, good. At least it was much improved compared to last year. But let's jump into some film here and take a look at 10 impact players that really, you know, gave us some optimism moving forward. 
Absolutely. So here we're just starting out with the Jets run defense. This is early on in the ball game. You're seeing Jordan Whitehead come down and really set that edge here and keep the run inside. You see CJ Mosley in pursuit. Jacob Martin does a good job holding his ground. And then Quan Alexander with the speed. You could show it from the end zone copy even. Whitehead does a really good job, number three here, of setting that edge, keeping it inside. Um, and you see Quan Alexander in pursuit there, finishing, you know, in space. I mean, the Jets run defense definitely showed up in this game, even though it was a big concern, you know, for me and for most Jet fans. You know, they did a good job in this one and had a good game plan. Yeah, and what I like about what Jordan uh, Whitehead did here is that he forces the running back to go back inside, which is always what you want to do. If you're if you're a defensive back, you owe, you don't want to let them get to the boundary because the second that um, the running back gets there, it makes it a lot easier to turn up upfield, and there's less there's less uh, tacklers at the end of the day. So he does a really good job beating his assignment with his speed, and then he just forces that running back right right back inside. Bam! Like he gets he sets that edge. Bam! You got CZ Mosley to clean up house, and these guys are in Quan Alexander. These guys are missing tackles, and they collapse the ball very fast. This is definitely a Robert solid defense. You know they're aggressive, they're fast, they're quick, and they want to get to the football. And you know you see that on display right here. So that was a, a very well done, uh, and a good indication their run defense is getting better. For sure. I mean, Quinton Williams here, he's go- he's getting doubled off the snap by 71 and 72 and, I mean, fits his gap perfectly and even disengages late to help. You know, they, they have a couple of guys here in here on the stop, but I think it's pretty well documented. Quinton was the star of this game. I mean, the PFF grade, I think, you know, is what takes it home for most people when you see, I think he had like a 91 or something and it showed up in this game. I mean, this was something we talked about this summer. It didn't just have to show up in terms of sacks, but impact plays, stalling drives, which we're going to see. Um, Quinnen, you know, generated pressure in this game with some good power. Um, he had the one pass breakup after Flacco threw the first interception and the Ravens started in the red zone. And his run defense, as you see here, I mean, just the, the strength that he has. And, you know, Quinnen did a really good job in this game. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Look how many bodies move. Look how many Jets defenders move. They respect Lamar Jackson so much. Watch how many players move the second. So watch this right here. Look how many defenders move towards Lamar Jackson. Probably four. Four of them. Look at that. Look at all the defense start flying with him. And then bam. Luckily, you're you have no idea how how good of a play this is by Quentin Williams until you realize that half the defense bought the Lamar Jackson uh, you know, option there, which is pretty impressive from Quentin to fight through a double team. I mean, what I also like about it. Is look at his positioning, right? He's not trying to get through them. He's waiting. Look at his head. He's right between those two guys. He's looking past them, which is really, really nice. He's looking past them. Look at his eyes. He's he's peeking through there, and then bam, at the right moment, disengages, gets it gets an arm on the on the running back, and that's really nice there. It might be Mike Davis. Uh, so that's a really nice uh, play from Quinn Williams. As you said, he definitely was the star of this game in terms of on the defensive side and set the stage for what hopes to be a very, very good 2022 season. 100%. This play again, Quinnen shows up, but I also wanted to highlight here. I mean, Sauce was lined up with Mark Andrews in the slot and, you know, was competitive in, in this game. I mean, the play where he's in cover three and they throw it to the goal line, and he sticks his arm up to get the pass deflection, you know, is pretty well documented. But you see here just some of his quickness, you know, I think you saw Sauce uh, stay poised, you know, going up against Andrews. And, you know, you see Quinnen going up against the, you know, highly touted prospects, uh, first round center. Tyler Linderbaum there and he generates a ton of pressure, you know, kind of forces Lamar to get rid of this. And overall, I mean, the Jets defense to start this game, I mean, really, you know, did what they could and just ultimately didn't, you know, get enough help as, you know, things progressed with the offense and special teams. But, you know, Sauce, 
Quentin Williams, I mean, the stars of this Jets defense, you know, definitely made their impact in this one. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, you're right. Quentin has another really good rep here. Look how far back he drives this center. I mean, he's running him right into the lap of Lamar Jackson. Also, a really nice stunt uh, by CJ Mosley there as well. Really nicely executed. He gets around the edge. If, if Lamar doesn't throw that, that's probably a sack. Um, it's a really good throw by Lamar, even though it ends up being in, incomplete, but he's off his back foot. I mean, it's not really that great of a throw. He, he just, the fact that he got it off in general is kind of impressive. I mean, just like throws it off one foot's uh, sidearm right past EJ Mosley so he can't bat it down. Uh, but yeah, this just, this just defensive line puts some good pressure on him. I was, I was impressed to, to see how aggressive and, and fast they were all together. So this play here, more from an X's and O's standpoint, I was surprised the Jets, you know, considering how bad the pass blocking was and that Joe Flacco's mental clock was really sped up. I think it was pretty obvious and we'll see that in a couple of the, you know, missed opportunities as we go on here. But to see the play action, keeping him in the pocket with a deep drop and, you know, going with the max protection here. I mean, I want to say the Jets had eight guys here. They had the two man route combination there with the switch concept at the line with Elijah Moore and Lawrence Cager and Tyler Conklin, you know, later on in the play goes out, uh, you know, on the shallow cross there. But I was surprised they really didn't try and go back to this more. I mean, knowing how much 13 personnel they did, they were heavy with the three tight ends to start the game. And I think this could have been the best way to really get Joe Flacco in a groove with just these keeping him in the pocket. I mean, you don't want want to do the play action boots and getting him on the move, but these deeper drops with match protection, you know, letting Elijah Moore work his way through the zone coverage. I'm surprised the Jets didn't really go back to this more in this game. Yeah, I really like how uh, you see how everyone bites on it too. Like you're kind of right in the sense that if they use this a little bit more, they might be able to catch Baltimore off a little bit more because uh, look how many defensive, the linebackers specifically get swallowed up into this play action and they're done. Like they're dead dead to rights. They have dead to rights. And Elijah Moore just sits down in that space there. Easy reception. The linebackers are just running back trying to figure out, okay, we just bit hard on that. Um, so it was a good, that was a good job. You know, only two receivers out there really running routes, but they have to respect Elijah Moore's speed and his route running on the back end. So you're, they're forced to play deeper and just sitting down in that space is, is, is a nice little situation for Joe Flacco to get an easy reception downfield. 100%. And we'll see some of the pass blocking here. I mean, they obviously get a lot of help, you know, Michael Carter, CJ Uzama, but it overall wasn't great in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Flacco was running for his life the whole time. <laughs> This play, you see Jermaine Johnson. He's um, the left edge defender here, and they have uh, he he works through the fullback Patrick Ricard's block, and then Mark Andrews comes over and he cleans up the run on the inside. Which we talked about JJ's run defense and why you know he would be an immediate impact contributor. And obviously his sack was a really impressive rep, and he showed some of his speed, his motor. But you saw his run defense on display here. You know as he finishes and crashes down inside. Absolutely, yeah. Jermaine Johnson definitely showcasing some of that value early on. So at this play, they, the Ravens got two deep safeties. They work uh, the Jets on the bottom. They work a scissors concept with a post in a corner. And then Corey Davis up top runs that deep like corner route. And um, again, this is where I think the pass protection you know, really threw Joe Flacco off in his mental clock because it, it actually held up here, the blocking. But, I mean, he does not see Corey Davis as we go through this year. I mean, he is wide open on up top there on that deep corner route and doesn't even look to see it here. Yeah. You'd expect more from a veteran like Joe Flacco, but um, he might, yeah, you're right. His clock just might've been off. He's probably thinking like right now, this guy, a left tackle is going to kill me. You know, like this is where I, he's like probably right there. He's like, you know, he's, he has a lot of time. I mean, he's definitely, he could even go to the right a little bit and, and wait for Corey Davis to keep running to get even more space. And he just checks it down. I mean, 
that's the easy throw, you know, all day long. He was getting beat up. I'm not going to put too much, uh, you know, pressure on him because the guy was running and he's older now. So <laughs> I, I understand why he was taking the easy check down. But at the end of the day, you know, Robert Sala did say he did miss a couple of throws and we need him to hit those. Um, so I, I do agree with that sentiment. And when you have guys that open downfield, especially when you're Joe Flacco, you're a veteran, you've won big games before. Like there's no excuse. You know what I mean? I mean, Corey Davis going over it, he was open a ton in this game and could have had well over 100 yards. I mean, he he was missed a ton. So this one here, this was one of the times that the Jets' two deep safety looks, which were exposed in this game. If we pause it here, you see they have a joiner and Whitehead in the deep middle, and the Ravens attacked you know the weakness of any cover two, cover four defense with deep middle post action. And you see it's more of like a crossing route, but it works against Jordan Whitehead's leverage. You see up top, um, right on the goal line there. And, you know, with Mark Andrews stopping, you know, right in front, Joyner has to bite down and respect him. And you, you see, it's just, it's a gimme. I mean, the Ravens exposed the Jets zone defenses. And in particular, like I said, the two deep looks really, you know, a ton in this game. And we'll see it even on the next touchdown here. Yeah, Devin DuVernay had a hell of a game. And also the Jets pass rush, you know, aside from Quinnen, you know, a couple of plays from JFM and Jermaine Johnson, just it did not do enough in this game. And that's why these zone coverages were also exposed. So with this yeah. one, Garrett Wilson's in the slot and you see he's going across the screen here to, you know, beats Marlon Humphrey. And again, you know, Flacco kind of missed him um, when Garrett had opportunities. I mean, he, he was open in this game. He was open in this game. I saw him. And whenever he got the ball, man, he was electric too. Remind me a little bit of a Kadarius Tony, honestly. Very quick, moves. shifty. Yep. Very quick and shifty. He's going to be really, really good once they integrate him more into the system. I don't really understand why he didn't play a lot. I don't either. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, a lot of fans are kind of wondering yep. the same thing. Why not use our our first round receiver, who is absolute um, absolute monster, and yep. we needed offensive support. And he's open against one of the best corners in football. <laughs> Absolutely. So once again here, you'll see the Jets' two deep safeties kind of getting exposed. I mean, I know Jordan Whitehead got some blame. He's um, working on the bottom closer to DJ Reed. Again, they kind of have something underneath that stops, and then he's kind of in a bit of – he's in a bit of a tough position. And uh, Again, I join her up top working next to Sauce there. I, I don't really understand, you know, wh what he's seeing, what's going on, because you know the weakness and what they just exploited for that touchdown we saw – was the deep middle and you see it here with the post route. And I mean, this is just a gimme honestly. And it really, uh, it threw things off the jets in such a big way. Yeah. It's those deep passes, man. You know, the Ravens had answers for the jets zone defenses in this one, even on plays that maybe didn't connect. You see here, oh, Lamar, what the fuck are you doing? LaMarcus Joyner? What are you, what is he doing? And you and he You're should playing. see sauces right there. I mean, you, you see the routes in front of you. You know where is he backpedaling to? Where are you backpedaling to? There's no nothing idea. there. There's you have a, you have a corner who's a hundred times faster than you right there. I mean, that's just. I mean, look at him. He's not even going toward the receiver. It's unbelievable. Ugh. Yeah, the, the Jets' two deep safeties definitely, you know, didn't – Whitehead had a good game, but just when they were in these types of, you know, coverage structures on the back end, it, it didn't really bode too well. And again, the Jets' pass rush just not making enough of an impact whatsoever and didn't really, you know, help the coverage whatsoever. 
This play, last play here, Corey Davis makes nice grab over the middle. You know, I thought overall he had a good game. The, the drop was frustrating, but I think you got to factor in the circumstances and the weather. Um, and like I said, he was open a ton and could head over 100 yards like we saw in that one play on the deep corner. But uh, we'll see it from the end zone view. The pass block that Brees Hall had here really stood out. I mean, considering that was one of his, like, concerns, and he, he was really a complete, you know, safe prospect across the board, but you know, pass protection was something that people maybe said Brees had to work on and show some progress. But you, you see, we'll, we'll see from the other view here. I mean, he does a really good job. I want to say it's against Malik Harrison. Um, he he goes down for a chop block. And I mean, Brees is a pass blocker has definitely, you know, impressed at this point. And you saw him, his speed, his vision, his cutting, you know, as both a runner and receiver and this one. And you, you'll be able to see it as we go through here. There is a ambulance going by trying to pick up the entire Jets offensive line right now. So, and it's been sitting outside my apartment for like three minutes. And I'm just like, please go away. <laughs> just to show it one more time. I mean, you just want to see the willingness, the effort. And, you know, he times it up pretty well. There, it's effort, so man. Impressive. That's as much effort as I'd put in if I were him. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, uh, I mean, let alone Brees Hall. I'm talking about Corey Davis. I mean, to, to take that throw in the air, to take that, to catch that, knowing you're about to get hit, yeah. and he sees him. He has his head turned already, looking, okay, I'm going to get hit right now. This is going to hurt. Yeah, That's I mean, Corey, I while that, that first drop was tough, I, I thought he actually had a good game and was open a lot more. Yeah, I, this was a ballsy catch by Corey Davis. He needed it. He knew his team needed it. Ah, That's tough. That hurts. Um, but yeah, like Brees Hall came up and made a good, a good block. That's very nice. Yep. Very nice. Really encouraging. I mean, um, Max Mitchell as well. I, I think there's been a lot of buzz on him. I, I would say, you know, I, I, I don't have a number grading system like PFF, but it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. Like, I think, you know, there were m many issues like in Tomlinson and George Fan in particular in this one. But uh, I thought Mitchell, you know, overall held up pretty well. And you, you just want to continue to really see his growth here, you know, and what's a tough situation for him with the injuries to Mackay Beckton and Dwayne Brown, just continue to progress and grow. And lastly, with Fan, I would say, you know, coming off of the surgery and, you know, really having no sort of stability all off season, I think, you know, he, he deserves some time to, to get back and, you know, acclimate himself, you know, once again, after he was getting reps at right tackle for a couple of weeks at left and, you know, the pass blocking is, has got to be better for this Jets offense, obviously not having Zach Wilson in this game, you know, the, the mobility and just being able to do things out of structure when, you know, things break down, it, it certainly impacted the Jets, but, you know, the, the Jets overall beat themselves in this game. And, you know, hopefully, you know, they can find a way to win in Cleveland this weekend. Hopefully they can, my friends. It's going to be an interesting game with Joe Flacco under center once again. But hopefully the defense can step up and make some plays and get them some good field position. The running game can get going. The offensive line definitely needs time to gel. But, you know, hopefully they make uh, some progress as well. But we'd love to hear your thoughts on the plays that we showed below, what your th thoughts are on this team so far, weaknesses, strengths. I'm always happy to hear your perspectives on the YouTube comments. So we appreciate that as always. Make sure to like and subscribe and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode.